0: Welcome to Run Like Hell Toward Happy, the podcast for overwhelmed creatives to stop hustling and finally create balance between work, life, play, and rest to make progress toward their dreams. I'm Caitlin Liz Fisher, motivational writer and coach who helps people listen to that little voice inside that knows what you really want to be doing. Let's get started. Hello. Today we are talking about goals. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because goals are one of everybody's favorite ways to be a perfectionist and beat ourselves up in an endless cycle of brain drama. So let's stop that. We have all heard that goals should be smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, but a lot of us just pay attention to the specific and time-bound part And if life goes sideways or we, you know, have a global pandemic or there's an illness or family issues or a job loss, we think that we failed at our goal just because we didn't finish that specific goal in that specific timeline. Goals need room to breathe and adjust. Goals are flexible. We think goals are set in stone, but they are not. Goals are whatever you make them and you can make them change if your life changes. When a goal is no longer relevant or achievable in the way you first planned it, going back to that goal and changing your method or changing the timeline is setting you up for success. It's definitely not failure if you change your goal. It means you'll be able to hit your goal, achieve your goal, even if that goal changes. There's no goal police. Nobody's going to jump out of the bushes and say, Hey, I saw you change that goal, or I saw you give yourself an extra month to do that. Who cares? It's still going to get done. It's going to be awesome. And if it doesn't get done, you get to choose that it doesn't get done. Goals change to honor where you are. When I turned 25, (sighs) so young ago, so, so young ago, so young, so long ago, and once again, I can speak English. This is a rough episode. I made a five-year plan and I wanted to be debt-free, married, and have a baby by age 30. I am now 33. I am twice divorced. I am child-free by choice. What a plot twist, right? And I still have about 30 K of debt between my student loan and my car. And I am completely cool with this. If I measured this against my five year plan when I was 25 and didn't adjust those goals, I would I would think I was a complete failure because I don't have any of those things. Chasing that marriage in a baby as the measurement of my success would still have me in an abusive marriage instead of three years out of that abusive situation and building healthy relationships, healthy boundaries with the people around me. Chasing that debt-free goal would still have me in a toxic workplace just because it paid well, rather than creating this self-employment job that fuels my passion and my talents and also gives me time to recover from burnout and start my own business, right? So like, I'm still freelancing sometimes. I'm still, quote, like working for people a little bit. But I get to choose who I work for. And I get to choose what my workload is. And it's pretty awesome. You know, last year, I started off 2020 with a huge pile of goals. I wanted to get two more book deals. I wanted to run my online course four times. I wanted to launch my coaching practice and, you know, fill my books. Uh, That's so much stuff. And as I realized that these goals were not achievable in one year while I balanced my, my health, my mental health, my physical health, I had to change those goals. I had to revise them. And then I quit my job in the middle of the year and I took a solid month off from working for anybody. And then I took several months of just working part-time doing freelance stuff. At that point, My goal was survival, one, you know, make enough money to pay my bills without burning out and recovery from that burnout that eventually led me to quit my job. So after a few months, I had a couple of regular coaching clients. I developed a new and improved version of my online course. This was like a small start, it was a humble beginning, but this workload honored my boundaries and my needs. That's what I could handle at the time in fall of 2020. And it's okay if you have to press pause. It's okay if you hit a life milestone, like you turn 30 and you haven't achieved what you thought you would when you looked at that time and place from your past self. And it's also okay for you to have some feelings about it and to grieve what you thought you'd have. When I left my abusive husband, like obviously that was the right decision for me. He sucked. He treated me like crap. I was not okay at all. And I still grieved it because it was a plan that I had. It was something I thought... I would have forever. You know, I believed in this sort of fairy tale version of our marriage that didn't really exist, and so I had to grieve that. And even cutting off my parents, I have non-healthy relationships with my parents. It was good for my mental health to cut them off. And I have had to grieve that. I have to be okay with the fact that I choose not to have my parents in my life. But I'm not Healthy when I have my parents in my life. So it's, I I have to balance that. But there's definitely, it's definitely okay to grieve and to be frustrated and to have whatever feelings that you have about what your life looks like when you hit a certain milestone that you thought you'd have a different life. You know, hopefully that made sense. But I want you to put yourself in your five years ago shoes. You know, think of yourself five years ago. So for me, I was 28. I was, God, like just about to marry that guy. Uh. Um, Are you better off now than you were five years ago? I definitely am. Don't think about your goals that you had then or where you could be now if you had done something different. Just are you better off today than you were five years ago? With regard to your happiness and your life satisfaction, are your relationships better? Are you a better communicator? Do you love yourself more? Are you happier with your mental and emotional health? Do you have hobbies you enjoy? Are you in love? Did you read a really good book? You know, if yes to any of these, that's awesome. I love that for you. That's amazing. Rock on. If no, okay, let's make a goal to work on those things and be better off a year from now than you are today. We interrupt this episode of Run Like Hell Toward Happy to invite you to my free burnout breakthrough webinar. In this one-hour webinar, you will learn my four-part framework to balance your passion project with the rest of your busy life. Whether you're getting back into an old hobby, turning your craft into a business, finishing your novel, or anything in between, this framework will help you reach your goals at your pace. The Burnout Breakthrough webinar is free and is happening live on Monday, May 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Register now at bit.ly slash stopburnoutwebinar. I will also have that link in the show notes for you. And now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So next time you try to set goals, don't just go down the acronym and make a quick five-point goal, you know, with your your SMART goal. Think it through. Try these prompts to take a more flexible approach. So S is for specific. What is your goal specifically? Don't put a time frame here. That part comes later. An example of a specific goal is run my online course four times this year. An even more specific goal would be sell out my online course four times this year with 10 people per launch. How confident are you that you can achieve this goal? What if you only get eight people? Uh, Will you still feel successful? What if 12 people want to take it? Will you change the number of seats you offer or are you going to cap it at 10? Be specific, but be open to a bit of flexibility and, you know, let yourself feel success. Like, you know, for example, I aimed to run my course in March with 10 people and I think I ended up with eight or nine people and I still ran it and it was still awesome And, like, I don't feel any weirdness over the fact that I didn't have a 10th person in there. Like, it's cool. Whatever. My goal was 10. Having a goal of 10 probably got me to my 8 or 9 mark. So having a specific goal is great. But give yourself the flexibility of accepting your success and being proud of yourself, even if you don't hit that exact specific number that you set. M is for measurable. What is the measure of success for your goal? If you run that course four times with 10 people each time, that's a measurement. If your goal is to get a job, your measurement could be a job offer with a certain salary, or it could be as simple as just accepting a job offer. It's up to you how specific your goal is and how you measure it. If your goal is to graduate college, the measure of your success could be hitting all your graduation requirements for a degree. You know, C's get degrees. You don't have to go above and beyond. Just get that degree, graduated, rad. Success, measurable. Or if you're shooting for a specific GPA because you want to go to grad school or, you know, you want to carry on to a higher education after getting your bachelor's, you know, your goal can have layers like that. So, you know, then one goal is graduate with a three-point whatever. Another goal is, you know, get into my, my top choice grad school, etc. So one goal often will then relate to several other goals down the line with your eventual goal being, you know, become a doctor or whatever your goal is. I don't know how many doctors are listening to my podcast about doing your creative thing without burnout because the only thing I ever hear about going to school to be a doctor is that it's full of burnout. So maybe you should listen to this podcast. And I hope that you take a nap if you're out there being a med student, but whatever your grad school goal is for that example. When setting your measure for success, I like to take a stretch goal approach. So for instance, if I want to grow my social media presence by 500 followers, It would be really cool if I got a thousand more followers. So 500 is my measurable goal and 1000 is the next measure I would want to hit, but I'm still going to be successful if I don't get all the way to that 1000. You know, if I do 500, that's awesome. 600 rad, 750, super great. I I think I have like 300 and something followers. I don't even, I'm not even focused on that right now, but that's a cool example. Also, if you want, feel free to follow me on Instagram. I post like three times a week. So we've done S, specific, M, measurable. Now A, achievable. Take into account your abilities and your means to achieve your goal the way you want to. If you want to go to college full-time, but you also need a full-time job, to keep a roof over your head and eat food, maybe you're gonna to go to school part-time because full-time's not achievable while you also maintain your full-time job, your household responsibilities, sleeping enough, and your overall mental health. From my example, running my course four times in a year wasn't possible in 2020 because I didn't have the mental bandwidth to develop it, market it, run it four times, you know, because I want to improve it every time I run it. So I've now run it twice. And the 2.0 version was just leaps and bounds cooler than like the beta version that I ran, that 2020 version, which was still cool. People still loved that. But then I was able to learn from that experience, what they liked, tweak the way I teach things so that there's more clarity. And then I turned it into the 2.0 version that I ran in March of this year, and then I'm gonna take the feedback from that and then probably launch it again in like September. So I couldn't just do it four times in 2020, like bam, 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 because I didn't have the the spoons for it. I couldn't manage my stress and that and have that job I had, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't mean the goal was bad. It just needed adjustment. It wasn't achievable as is. So adjust your goal to make sure it's something that you feel good about working toward and so that you won't be burning yourself out to achieve it at any cost because that cost is going to be you and your mental health if you find yourself burning out go back to your goal rework it so that it is achievable and reworking it so it's achievable might mean changing the measure of success you know maybe you're not so specific and you know I must have 50 sales per month or whatever your your measurable goal is maybe you can do fine with 35 maybe that's a more attainable goal for you and you can breathe a little bit or if you want a certain number of subscribers you know if it's burning you out to do whatever marketing you have to do to get that many subscribers is there something you can change so that it doesn't take away your your mental health points basically So go back to your goal, rework it so that it becomes more achievable. R in our SMART goals is for relevant. Does it make sense? Is it relevant to your long-term plans? Um, Sometimes we're like, oh, I want to do this little thing here, but, and (laughs) we like focus on that, you know, maybe I'm going to make a new workbook or something, but I don't actually need it for a long-term goal. It's just something I had like one cool idea about. I thought, oh, I can definitely, I could pull that off with just a few hours of work. But then I've spent those few hours of work on something that's not really going to move the needle on my long-term goals. So what could change the relevance of your goal? Would a change in your employment relationship, other aspect of your life change this goal? You know, what might impact a goal? So for me, like a, a goal to get a promotion and a raise in 2020, literally no longer relevant because I don't have a job anymore. You know, I don't go to work, I don't have an employer. I just work for myself. If I want to give myself a promotion, bibbity bobby boo. I hope Disney doesn't sue me for that. T in our smart goal stands for time bound. The trickiest aspect of goal setting is the timeline. Obviously you need a target date to complete it, or you won't have any plan for how to pace yourself and work toward the goal. But this is also where we get really hung up on our goal. We put all our eggs into the time-bound basket without realizing if it's, is it relevant? Is it achievable? Does this make any goddamn sense? We're just like, no, I said I was going to do it by the end of June. So like hell or high water, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, you haven't eaten in four days or slept, but like, by God, your goal is achieved. At what cost, my friends, at what cost? So if something happens that derails this goal, we feel like a complete failure like, oh, no, I didn't hit my goal by the end of June. I must be a total loser. Chill. It's cool, guys. The failure is not in you. The failure is in approaching goals like this immovable force that can't be shifted. You you can totally change your goal. Like I said earlier, the goal police are not going to pop out of the bushes and get pissy with you. The only person who's going to get pissy with you for adjusting your goal is probably yourself. So you could just choose to not be mean to yourself. Don't don't be mean to my friend. So here's how we're going to avoid the time-bound trap. Look back on your life. Think about all the amazing things that you have done. Don't get hung up on when you did them, but look back. Your life is full of achievements strength, courage, joy, these things do not need to be timed or measured for them to be positive experiences. So just think about that for a minute, simmer in that. When you look back on your life, I want you to appreciate all of the awesome stuff that you did. And it doesn't matter if you did that by the end of June or not, you know, as long as you accomplished it. Which is why we're going into goal setting with this flexible approach. When you're setting your goals, make a big old list of everything you need to do to achieve your goal in your allotted time. Schedule regular check ins to make sure your goals are still achievable and relevant in the time allotted. If they are not, adjust them, adjust the measure, adjust the goal itself, adjust the timeline. And then the magical step four, which is difficult, but I'm going to need you to work on it, is don't beat yourself up about having to change your goal. Diligence and consistency will pay off. Your success is still a success even if it comes later than you planned. So I'm going to need you to move forward, regularly check in, be realistic with yourself, be kind to yourself And don't be a dick to yourself if you have to give yourself some more time. That helps no one. It's not going to help you get into a mindset where you feel like you can achieve these goals. You're going to be like, why bother having a goal at all, ever? Woe is me. And we're not doing that anymore. It's 2021. We're not doing that. I believe in you. I need you to believe in you. And you get to believe in yourself even if your goals take a little longer than you originally planned. So that is what I have for you today. And I will see you in the next episode. If you loved this episode of Run Like Hell Toward Happy, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Once the show gets 50 reviews, I'm giving away a curated work-life balance care package to one lucky reviewer. To enter, post a screenshot of your review in the giveaway thread in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy Facebook group. Huge thanks to Leave Nelson B for the intro and outro music, and to Jennifer Hearn Photography for the photo used in my cover art. Check the show notes for links and resources mentioned in today's episode. You can find me on social media at Caitlin Liz Fisher on Instagram and Facebook, or Kate Liz Fisher on Twitter. But seriously, number one takeaway please leave a review. It helps other people find the show. That's all for now. See you next time.